Welcome to Voice of the Parrot. I'm your host, Shasta Ray, and it is a budgie party today. Oh my gosh, we have Zoltan, the podcast bird, Aggie, Cricket, Moose, Moose, and now Mike, the rescue bird, is here. Oh my gosh, it's all five. This is so fun. Welcome, everybody. Are you enjoying your bird seat over there? Mike's wagging his tail. This is fun. He didn't know what to think when we came down here. He's only been down here a couple times. So this is fun, and they're making noise. I hope the microphone's picking them up. So we've we've made our way through the flock up to Mike, and let's talk about Mike. Everybody's got to like Mike. Mike has an interesting story. Mike was on my wish list, and I didn't think I was going to get my wish list, bird, and Mike, much like Cricket, caught my eye, and it was one of those things I just, he wouldn't leave my head, and I had to go get him. It was one of them. And, oh, 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 there's the newsflash music again. I guess we got to do the newsflash. Holy cow. Holy cow. So, sorry about that. Uh, I'm being reminded that there was a newsflash item. (laughs) Everyone's bickering over there. Oh, such budgie drama. Holy cow. I had kind of alluded to last time that I've had some microphone drama. So I mentioned that I am using a different host site this time around than I did for my other podcast because I like to see what works, you know, and, and I'd heard really good things about Podbean. They do have features that my other host site did not have. So everyone does things a little bit different. Everyone has their advantages. So Anyway, one of the things that Podbean offers is a lower monthly price with unlimited audio downloadability. So I don't have any restrictions on how much time every month I can put out there into people's ears, which was a restriction on my last podcast host site. But my last host site was also more expensive because they offered a additional layer of editing that was automatic and part of their system. I don't know how they did it, but it was an automatic thing. And they had software that would do that when you uploaded an episode. So what I've discovered is that with Podbean, they don't have that additional editing layer ability with the program. So I'm finding I get a little bit of like an echo kind of kickback. I haven't been 100% happy with my sound quality. I have a little bit different configuration in the studio right now. Hopefully it's buffering the sound uh, bouncy bounce situation a little bit better. I had something last year that I was using, but it was kind of falling apart and I just didn't reconstruct it. I make a little booth for myself and I'm going to have to reconstruct another one. So we'll get with that as time goes. So bear with me, people. It's a process and... um, I think I'm doing pretty good, though. I'm figuring out all this stuff on my own as I go. And now, oh my gosh, the social media thing, I'm telling you, that is not my forte. Holy cow. All right, let's talk about birdie birds. Mike is over there eating millet. He is all jazzed up, and Aggie is closely monitoring his enthusiasm for the millet. And you can hear her bickering with moose moose. (laughs) It is always a party. It is a circus when you have a handful of budgies. Holy cow. And they come in all different colors like jelly beans. It's like you can get so many and never have a duplicate, I think. And that's a problem because they're very addictive. I have sworn from buying any more budgies 
five is plenty, and with all the cage drama, I just didn't need to go there again. I don't think I really discussed too much on Moose Moose's episode. I know I mentioned it on Aggie's. When I brought Moose Moose in and she started really showing maturity of being female, she was chasing Aggie around every night when I would put everyone to bed and just making Aggie's life hell. Oh my gosh, she was naughty. She was naughty. And it didn't matter. I had identical perches. I had three food sources, three water sources, treats, forage, toys, everything identical. They each had one on each side of the cage, and Moose was a little stinker to her. So I got them a breeding cage that has a divider in the middle, and I call them their little duplex. So they get along great with that. And the drama I ran into when I brought Mike into the mix, I got him in January 2023, so about six months now. And after he went through his month of quarantine, I just kind of moved him into the boys' cage with Zoltan and Cricket. But the dynamics changed, and Zoltan wasn't himself, and that was right about when he stopped talking. So sometimes I think, even though they're getting along and stuff, it can kind of bend their heads a little bit in a bad way when they're used to something. And Zoltan had been sharing his cage with Cricket for a little bit by then, and they were perfectly happy and got along good. As soon as I added the, the third male to the mix, Cricket started hitting kind of some maturity levels, and he started getting what I would call alpha over the other ones he'd kick Zoltan off his favorite perch and all sorts of stuff. And I could tell that Zoli was just unhappy. So that was the whole time that I was having the drama with the girls. And I just decided to do everything up different. I put Cricket and Mike into their own cage. And I put the girls into the, the duplex cage. And then Zoltan had his bedroom to himself again. And he has been one happy little guy, except when the girls <laughs> chase him around. <laughs> And that's what they're doing right now. So anyway, Mike's story and how I got him was that I was getting supplies one day from the bird pet store where I got Cricket. And of course, the gravitational pull of the bird room is just always too great. I have to go stare at all their birds. They always have the cutest birds. Oh my gosh. So of course, there's a cage with some budgies in it. And when I bought Cricket... There was a bird colored a lot like Mike, and I thought Mike was that same bird that had been unsold. His nose was dark blue, and the bar coloration on his head was back quite a ways, so I thought he was maybe merchandise that had been sitting there for a number of months, and I felt really bad for him. And I'm like, I gotta have that bird, and he's just so pretty. So Aggie is the white face, blue body with the black markings, the typical coloration without the yellow. Mike is kind of like that, but his markings are dilute. So instead of black markings, he has light gray markings. And he's kind of a powder blue, sky blue color. And he he looks like a cloud. He looks like the sky. He's just, he's the most handsome little fellow. Oh my gosh, he's handsome. And he just stands there and he looks very, like he's trying to be inconspicuous and shy and kind of freaked out all the time. And I was just like, oh, that poor little guy, he's, no one's going to buy him. The older he is, no one's going to buy him from the pet store. It's going to be harder to sell him. And so I went back a couple days later and I bought him and the staff was acting kind of odd. When I went up to 
pay for him. They were all excited, and I thought, well, that's weird. They sell budgies and birds all the time. It's They specialize in birds. And they had a different form this time for me to fill out, and it was an adoption form. And I was like, well, what's this? And she says, oh, well, we just got our rescue license, and you were the first person to adopt a bird from us. And I was like, no joking. Okay, so I actually, the people that surrendered him knew his age. And he was almost two years old when I got him. And the pet store told me they were so happy somebody wanted him. There was four of them that were surrendered by this lady that had a lot of kids. <laughs> that All they said is she had a lot of kids and the birds had never been out of the cage. Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? It's probably a good thing I didn't know before I picked him out because I would have brought four home and I would have been in trouble. <laughs> but I brought him home and they had dropped him off. I think they were actually in the cage that they had lived in. And for four birds, that was too small. It really was. So he's an oddball. And one of my goals with Budgie's and I didn't think I was going to get around to doing it, right? Especially when I picked him out, I thought, well, he's older merchandise. Maybe this will satisfy the curiosity factor. Can you tame and bond with a bird that is older or from a rescue? Is it possible to tame them when they've never been tamed? Let's face it, a lot of people surrender their budgies because they never get them tamed. They lose patience. The thing doesn't respond to them takes too much work, too, too much time, whatever the case is, and they just, they don't, they're not into it. So the bird ends up on Craigslist or it ends up in a shelter. So my question was, well, can the older ones be tamed? Like, what's the status on that? Oh yeah, they can. Oh my gosh, he's still shy. He's still skittish. He still doesn't know what to think. And I really don't work with him that much. He really likes me, though. He really shows how happy he is. And all day, he has access in or out of the cage. He can do whatever he wants. He plays with four other budgies. He loves his veggies. All he had ever been fed was pet store bird seed. So I was probably the first experience of fresh veggies on a regular basis that he got. And when I put their chop out for him in the morning and their greens or whatever they're going to chew on that day... He is the first one to slam his face in the dish and start chowing down. Okay, and the magic of audio, you probably didn't hear the split. Uh, I had to take a break. Everyone decided to fly south, I guess, all at once and ended up in the closet. So I had to get everyone back on their perch. But Moose Moose is hanging out with me at, with the microphone right now. So Moose is going to sit here and chirp, I guess. I don't know. Is that what you're going to do? Okay. And... Um, yeah, the funny thing about Mike is that he has a body language and posture that's just a little bit different from the rest. He always looks like he doesn't know what to do with himself. He always looks like he's trying to be invisible and hope that, you know, he's inconspicuous. And he's always off to the side, kind of looking freaked out and perfectly still. So it makes me wonder how busy of a household he actually came from if, as the pet store said... They had a lot of kids. It may have been a very chaotic kind of environment. Uh, here comes here comes Zoltan. And now we're back. Magic of audio. You didn't even know I left. Zoltan is hanging out at the microphone with me and Moose Moose. Like I said, it's a party today. 
So we'll see if he talks close to the mic now. Sometimes he'll get going if he's closer to the mic. So anyway, um, yeah, one thing that's kind of a weird anomaly about Mike, and I do not recommend holding your birds, like have them perch on your hand, have them perch on your shoulder, on your head, whatever. But do not try to hold them, hold them on their back, squeeze them in your hands, constrict them. It freaks them out and they are just not good candidates for being held. When they're tiny babies and they don't know anything and they don't know how to fly yet, you'll see pictures of people holding their birds and um, hand-raised ones may settle into your hands a little bit differently. But really, they're kind of a hands-off species and they're so tiny and so delicate, you can hurt them without even realizing it. Their little bones are hollow and itty-bitty, so I just don't advise even trying unless it's absolutely necessary. And I've come up with a couple ways to handle my birds so that it's very non-invasive to them and it's not as stressful. Like I'll put my hands around them like a little cage with my fingers kind of open, but they can't get through. And sometimes the little head will stick out, but I'm not putting my hands around them. Does that make sense? They can still kind of move their wings and feet and stuff. And, you know, that's a good way to get them from point A to point B if you need to, if you're at a situation that necessitates such a thing. But with Mikey, the point that I want to make is when he would flap around and end up on the floor and be kind of disoriented and not know what to do, for whatever reason, he kind of crouches down and just lets me put my fingers around him and pick him up. And... He is just the strangest little bird that way. So I don't know if that's an anomaly of his previous home situation or humans he encountered, or maybe his head is just a little different because he never left his cage. Maybe he trusts me. I don't know. I I don't know. He is a little bit skittish with me sometimes moving him from point A to point B. He'll jump up on my finger, but sometimes he's a little bit resistant. Lately, he's been a little bit friendlier. And definitely I'll take him out of the bird room. And as soon as I get him out of the bird room, he's pretty happy to chill with me and let me talk to him and stuff. He kind of relaxes when he doesn't have a flock to retreat to. But I always call him the little butler. He's always sitting there upright, off to the side, in a cage. And a lot of times through the day, that's his preference. He just hangs out inside the cage. Maybe it's habit because he spent so much of his time in a cage that that's where his comfort levels are. I don't know. He does come out, he does play on the play stand, and he plays the chase game with the other birds, and he sings all day long. He has such a lovely singing voice, and um, just the most beautiful little face. Oh my gosh, he is just the sweetest bird. He doesn't bite when I have had to handle him. He'll kind of lightly nibble my fingers like, okay, I trust you, but I'm here, don't squish me, you know. He's just a good little boy. I am just so happy I brought him into my home and into my flock. I am a little bit sad that uh, Zoltan kind of stopped talking as a result of that, but he and Zoltan get along well, and maybe it's because he was in a cage that was small with three other birds, and they just had to learn how to get along in a smaller space, but he gets along peacefully with every member of my flock, and there's no drama with him. He's just a good little guy that's just enjoyable for everyone to be around. And Zoltan and Moose are on my arm right now, and Moose is chasing Zoltan away. Come here, Zoli. Zoltan is learning how to come when called. Come here, Zoltan. Come here. 
the last little break I took when he ended up on the floor, I actually called him to me and he ran over and jumped up on my finger. I'm real proud of him. He's been doing that lately on his own. I haven't been teaching him that. And so I guess the takeaway from this week is here again, spend time with your birds. And yes, by all means, go to a rescue and get a couple of birds. A lot of times at the rescues, you're going to see them only adopting budgies out in pairs because they're surrendered in pairs and they're bonded. So you want to take both of those because those guys are buddies, they're friends, but really you can work with each of those birds individually. If they are a little reluctant to tame, it will take longer, but spend a lot of time around them. And if they are adults, sometimes their heads are settled in such a way that they can analyze their situation and kind of realize... got two of them on the floor again. I'm going to let them just wander around this time. Okay, so anyway, what I was saying is if you go get some birds at a rescue or a bird, spend time with it. Get to know it just like you would a young one from a pet store or any other situation. Give it time and especially if you can find out a little of its history, how it was kept, if they were able to get any information from the previous owners, anything, even the tiniest bit of information is going to help you out with that bird. But I really do think that they have a sense of knowing when they're in good hands and they're with a human being that has an interest in them and wants to make them happy and is trying really hard. They just have a sense. They're very, very intelligent. They're very, very intuitive animals. And if you don't have a taming breakthrough with these birds very quickly, sometimes it could take a while. They could have some serious distrust for humans. But with Mike, one thing I've noticed is even though he still feels iffy with me and I don't really interact with him a ton, I'm around him a lot, I talk to him a lot, but I'm not super hands-on with him, he still has an affection for me, he still has a trust for me, and he did tame down pretty quick under the circumstances and that's good enough for me. I was able to get him on my finger, walk him through my house, bring him all the way down to the basement and I've never had to put him into a carrier like I did with Zoltan at first just to get him through the house. He's just a sweet little guy that seems to be able to analyze his surroundings and he knows I take care of him, he knows I talk to him and he knows that I have a very deep love for him. He responds accordingly. And once you have these birds, you start interacting with them, you start paying attention to their really tiny little subtle body language and how they interact with you, you'll start seeing it too. But here again, give them time. There's no rush, you're not in a race, and they live quite a while. So a number of months or even a year is nothing in the grand scheme of things. You get a two-year-old bird and it takes six months to a year for it to get really comfortable with you. I think that's actually pretty good. And the journey is a priceless experience. So have fun with it and let them go at their own pace. You know, you'll know when you're you're probably exhausting their energy <laughs> energy levels with your presence too much. And it really won't be a worry because they do love attention especially if they know that you're a source of really good food. So um, that's all I got with Mike, except, oh gosh, I forgot to tell you how he got his name. He didn't come with a name, so I have no idea what they called him before I had him, but I was trying to figure out something kind of happy from my ancestry, but not too far back or too crazy. 
and my parents early in their marriage had a poodle named Mike. And I thought, well, that's kind of cool. I'm going to name him Mike. Everybody likes Mike. Everyone has a friend named Mike that they like that's a nice guy. So that's how he got his name. Mike, everybody likes Mike. And uh, he's lived up to it. He has absolutely lived up to it. Everybody likes him in the flock. I like him. He gets along with everyone. And he's a welcome member. So that's Mike's Spotlight. And we will be back next time with Murray the Madman Cockatiel. Oh my gosh. The baby cockatiel. Holy cow. Be ready. You don't want to miss that one. He is, he is a crazy man. Okay. That's all I got this week. Have a good one, everyone. Bye-bye.